The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hello and welcome to Baseball Barbacast, the only baseball podcast in the world with the guts to admit that, yes, we would like Shohei Otani on our baseball team. I'm Jake Mintz. That's Jordan Schusterman. Hey. And bravery, courage comes in all shapes and sizes. We are recording this here at the Opryland Resort, 631 p.m. Central time. Local. Otani time. Every time is Otani time. No matter where you are in the world, baby. It's whatever he, what time he says it is. And on this episode of Baseball Barbecast, we are going to talk about the goofy charade that is pretending like baseball teams are not interested in the greatest baseball player we've ever seen. Ever, ever seen. Dave Roberts, we salute you. Speak the truth. A GM uh, gathering. We had more manager availabilities today. Uh, we know the draft lottery happened, and Ohio won. <laughs> clap it so up for Ohio. Clap it up for Ohio. 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 Big Ohio day for the draft, the draft lottery. lottery. We are going to get to the draft lottery on Wednesday's episode of Prospect Barbecue. So we'll have one more winter meeting show on Wednesday morning. But we're going to get into the draft lottery, start looking ahead to 2024 draft. Save that for the show with our good friend Mike Farron. But on this episode, we're talking about Otani because, as you said, we're brave. I'll say it. Guess what? Say you it know, out loud. I'm, I'm, I'm loud and proud. I If I met with Otani, I'd be like, oh. Yeah, I did. It was sick. I, I hope I wish you guys were there. I bet you're jealous that you weren't. I would go even farther. I'd be telling every detail, every little detail. I'd say like, yeah, I met with Otani, his, perf- and his he- perfume was like interesting, but it smelled really. He smelled really good. He wore shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I would be oh, it, just so many different things. I would I would be revealing, but that is not the case. No, for those involved, except for one, Jake. There's one brave soul, Dave one Roberts. One brave soul, Dave Roberts, the manager of the. L.A. Dodgers, who has made it a theme this week of just kind of saying what's happening. Just tweeting it out. On Monday, he said, Mookie Betts is going to be our everyday, it looks like he's going to be our everyday second baseman. Everyone's like, oh, that's an interesting thing to declare early in December. Like, I could see how that makes sense. There's more outfielders there, whatever. That's fine. Like, I don't know why you would say that on December 4th, but I'm glad you did. Like, I don't know. You got, as, as we learned today, he doesn't like to lie. As media, I hate when we do this. When we ask a dude a question, and then he tells us the answer, and we're like, whoa, whoa, why, did he, why would he say that? Whoa, what the heck, right? Uh, now, in this case, as many people have been asked during this week who work for baseball teams, specifically a few certain baseball teams, no one is asking, right, Royals manager Matt Quattraro, you know, you guys are interested in Otani, no one's doing that. Excuse me, Oakland A's <laughs> uh, general manager right. David Forrest, did you right. meet with Otani? Uh, probably probably not. not, right. However... Some teams are getting some questions. Yep. They're getting some questions. 
Uh, and one of them is the Dodgers. Imagine that. Right? Yeah. The team with the need <laughs> and the big bag of cash has interest in the best baseball player of a generation. Right. Uh, oh, the, the whole, everyone in this building has assumed that the Dodgers are a, a, a very interested and have a great chance of signing him. And so it would, be, it would make sense it would. for when Dave Roberts sits in front of a bunch of microphones to say, hey, Dave, uh, you know, there was uh, reports last night, as we talked about this morning, that, you know, about the Blue Jays visiting. Like, are the Dodgers still interested? Are they still, are they still uh, involved? And what did, what did Dave Roberts say? Let's, let's take a listen so, to what... So, well, yeah. I, I, I want to point out why this is notable. Mm-hmm. It was... It was reported that Otani and his representation did not want information to get out about him meeting with teams. That is silly from where we sit. It feels silly. It was his request. And he, it's not that he, I'm not saying he's a diva, but like the person with the power gets to make the proclamations. Yes. And you listen to what Otani said. Yep. And up until now, every team has done the runaround and avoided the reality that, yeah, no, duh, they mm-hmm. wanted. Shohei Otani, and they've met with him, right? But, but, yes. And so that's why when Dave Roberts opened his mouth today, during his media availability and said what you're about to hear, we were shocked. Um, it's a good possibility. Uh, I think that, um, um, yeah, we met with him. You know, I don't want to, I'd like to be honest. And, and so uh, we, we, we met with Shohei, and uh, we talked, and um, I think it went well. So... Now, if you're hearing that on the podcast, I would encourage you to go uh, look for the clip uh, of him saying this, because that is a very key detail. And you can maybe hear it a little bit in his voice. Dave Roberts, when asked this, he gives a, a, just a pause, a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful pause that it says so much more than what the words ultimately come out of his mouth. A pause is worth a thousand words. A pause is worth a thousand words, and certainly worth more than the words he ended up saying, which was, yeah, we met with him. Now, now again, earlier uh, in you know the day, Aaron Boone spoke about. It. He said, "Yeah, we met with Yoshino Yamamoto," and like that's news. It's like okay, they, the Yankees met with him, but no one was like, "Oh, I can't believe he said it," because it seems like Yamamoto is opposite. It's like, yeah, we're going to meet with teams, and we're doing this, and uh, these teams are interested. Blah 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 blah. blah. Everyone's interested in Yamamoto, great, and, and he's interested in them, great. Okay, in this case opposite. So he says that 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 pause, and his eyes kind of dart back and forth. He's like, "Should I? Should I not?" And then he's just like, you know what? And then he says, yeah, we met with him. I would like to be honest. I don't want to lie. And so... Now that's the, a role model. The Dodgers saying, yeah, we met with him. Is not... The t- it is the least surprising thing that we could have possibly heard at the start of the offseason. The information is not surprising. If I had told you that we would be losing our craniums <laughs> on the first week in December because... The Dodgers admitted that they met with Shohei Otani. Right. That would be laughable. Yes. But we have reached a point where everything has been so Fort Knox, yes. so mum, and that 29 teams, theoretically, have yes. abided by that edict, yes. and that today Dave Roberts was like, skew. <laughs> but he said, again, the most bare minute. He's like, yeah, I met with him. Uh, yeah, you know, but, and, and, and for a moment, yeah. it appeared that that wasn't news because... Robert said it, and everyone's reaction was, oh, yeah, duh. But then, when general manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Brandon Gomes, was asked about it, this is a a Bob Nightingale tweet, Dodgers general manager Brandon Gomes said he was surprised by manager Dave Roberts' candidness about Otani and their private meeting, steadfastly refuses to talk about their pursuit. It is not good 
when one member of a front office is surprised that another important member of the organization handled something a certain way. Yes, it is honestly that simple. And I think this is, you know, the song and dance that we deal with here with these front office people, with managers, with, with gyms, is so many of them are so polished to say the right thing or to not say the wrong thing that even slipping that you were surprised tells us a lot. Surprise is never good. If you're running a baseball team, it's like being a pilot. <laughs> Should be no surprises there. there. Shit, right. We, we want to know exactly what's going on at all times. And so even that, right, and then he declines whatever. But, like, most, most GMs and most of, these, most of these people are very good at declining it and, and making sure that it's not news. These guys are declining to answer questions all the time, and we, we see it, and it, it, you know, goes right over our heads. We say, okay, of course, they, don't, they didn't say anything about that. But when we're having these little interactions here, and again, going back to that moment where it's like you could see Dave Roberts being like, no, I shouldn't say I'm this. I'm going to do it. He's going to say it. He's oh going to say it. He's going to say it. Oh, my God. But ultimately, Jake, this is so, so silly. It's silly, but it's understandable. It is. It's, it's understandable. If Shohei Otani says, I will sign with the team that makes their own mustard yes. and sells it at the team store, then you do that. I, I, get, I totally get all that. And, and if it is just a matter of th- shrugging, you know, shrugging your shoulders and say whatever he wants, it doesn't have to make sense, I, I get that. Although I am still trying to like, put myself in their shoes and, and try to understand the logic behind, oh, it'll hold it against them if it gets out, and what that, what that really means functionally at this point. Because I have to imagine, here, here's a thought. I do not think it's a coincidence that Dave Roberts said this the day after we found out that the Blue Jays met with him. Yeah, it do, felt do you like, agree with that? I do agree that okay. the Blue Jays report was the first real nugget we've gotten. Yeah. And so I would imagine that Roberts said, oh, we know another team met with him. Yeah. Cat's out of the bag. That's what he's thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. That's like extremely human. And again, as he says as an answer, I don't want to lie. And yeah, it is clearly easier for some of these people to either lie to our faces yeah. or decline in a very clean way that moves the topic along quickly. The dog and pony show, the fugaziness of pretending that the Dodgers wouldn't meet with Otani or are not interested in Otani, that is ridiculous. Like, that part of it is so funny, right? Yes. Like, did you meet with Shohei Otani? Yes. And Dave Roberts is basically has to, we want him to be like, I don't know who that is. That is the, that I'm is not the, familiar. That is the charade that is just Who does he so- play for? So, thank you, uh, uh, I assume, a listener. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I wonder if that guy knows we have a podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, like, the, the, the concept of having to pretend like we're not interested in players, and I understand that there are some rules involving not speaking on specific free agents, and that's fine. Maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe that, that's a thing that, like, would make things more interesting if teams were being willing to be more forthcoming about the meetings they were having, whatever. But the basic premise of, of having to pretend like he doesn't exist is really something to It's behold. so good, dude. It's just... It's, we don't talk about Bruno. Yes. It's like, don't say Voldemort's name. Yes. It's All crazy. Of, it's, it's, it's really wild. So, again, and I know you wrote a little bit about it, Fox, about this today, how it's, you know, it's... it's even though we understand it and we respect... Otani's decision to handle it this way, and, and we get it, it from cer- certain perspectives, and it's his prerogative, he's earned it, it, it's a little bit disappointing in the way that it's been hard to cover and hard to talk about in different ways, and what's happened over the last 24 hours, even as little as it is, the little information that we've gotten, it has given us uh, a, just, a, just enough, it's opened the door just enough to have some more interesting and fun conversations. It's all we need, baby, because here's, here's a, a spectrum, let me paint one for you. On one end, there's what Otani was until today which was Fort Knox, no info, nothing, rumorless, buzzless, mm-hmm. a glass of champagne 
left out on a hot windowsill in the summer that's gone flat. Nothing. Nothing. On the other end, there's Aaron Judge, where it felt like every three hours we were getting something about where he was or, you know, when the Padres were paying for the private jet. There were all these little ebbs and flows to judge when he did the GQ interview and he was, like, throwing some shade at the Yankees and he ends up going back, whatever. That was really, uh, that had a lot of twists and turns. But the normal free agency process for a big-ticket dude like Bryce Harper or Manny Machado has a lot more info than what we've been getting from Shohei Otani. Yes. When Harper was a free agent, we had the stuff of him meeting with the White Sox, and it didn't mean he got less money. When Machado was a free agent, he met with the Phillies. Remember the video of him walking into the stadium to meet with people? He didn't get less money as a result. And so while I understand that Otani has a preference to keep this quiet, I can't help but see it as a missed opportunity because, as Jeff Passan said on our show last night, like it has failed to cross over into the mainstream sports media world and that's a shame because Otani is special Mm -hmm. and he deserves to be known and publicized and talked about and thought about and for whatever reason he has not given himself that opportunity he does not owe us shit Mm -hmm. I understand that but it is a disappointing missed opportunity in my mind yep I think that's a totally fair assessment uh now that's we also again so we we get the dot or we get the blue jays report we have the little Dodgers uh, kerfuffle. We have some Cubs stuff. We also have some Cubs stuff where Bob Nightingale reported Cubs, I believe the phrase he used was, their confidence in uh, Lanny Shoei Otani was, was waning, was the word I, I believe that mm. Bob used. And it sounds like Jed Hoyer was not especially happy with that description, uh, GM Jed Hoyer. And, and again, he, he, said, he basically refuted. He said, I don't know what that's about. He said, I don't know what that report is. Like, that's not, that's not true. Now, again, he's then going to still get the client and not tell you anything else. It's not that, like he, that report's not true. I don't even know who Shohei Otani is. Right. Never like, heard of him. Uh, like, how could that be true if that person doesn't exist? Um, and so, because of that, you know, that's, uh, again, where the Cubs are getting. And, and then you're kind of seeing how tense it's getting with these, with these, uh, with these situations. And I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just, it is, it is, it is put these front office members in a, in a position that, We've really never seen before in, in this form, and it is, uh, it is a fascinating is a fascinating thing. Uh, anything else on the, on the Cubs? I don't know if you... Yeah, I mean, just that it was reported by Jesse Rogers on a radio show that GM Jed Hoyer and Bob Nightingale kind of got into it. Yeah. A little, little dust stuff. Jed's like, what the hell? Well, Jed's well, like, why did you report that? I'm, I don't know this for, for sure, but it's probably like, why did you report that? That's not true. What the heck? And we don't know anything else, but this is rare, and we don't see this a lot, so yeah. it feels But nice. again, the, the key word here clearly is sensitivity. Yes. <laughs> that is, I think, the, 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 word of, the word of the day. Everyone is on edge, and so are we. So let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk a little Red Sox-Yankees drama. Yeah, drama's a little stretch. Uh, and Eric Fetty finally picked a team. All right, we'll be right back. Hey everyone, producer Chris here with a brand new housekeeping note about our merch. Basically, we have a bunch of new stuff. So if you've been looking for a baseball barbercast themed beanie or bucket hat, or even a t-shirt with one of those cool pockets on the chest, well you can stop looking and start buying because they are all available right now just in time for winter. Just go to podswag.com slash baseball and don't leave yourself clothesless this winter. That's P-O-D-S-W-A-G dot com slash baseball.
Welcome back to Baseball Barbacast. Jake Mitz, we have some actual news. And not only is this transaction fun on its own and bizarre and interesting on its own, and that is the New York Yankees acquiring Alex Verdugo in a trade with the Boston Red Sox. You know, the whole, it's like their rival, right? They hate each they other. They hate each other. For three right-handed pitchers, Richard Fitz, Greg Weissert, and Nicholas Judas. Jake, tell me about Nicholas Judas. Just kidding. This trade <laughs> is a, I mean... Let's let's. It's very obvious place to start. The Red Sox and Yankees made a significant transaction together. Always fun. Now, why is that extra fun? Because earlier today, Alex Cora, a different Alex. Who is Alex Cora, Jake? Alex Cora is the manager of the Boston Red Sox, Jordan. He sure is. And earlier today, Alex Cora delivered this quote, courtesy of Chris Cotillo, who tweeted this out. Red Sox Street Redder, MassLive.com. Alex Cora said, this was this afternoon, quote, I called Aaron Boone yesterday, FaceTimed him, and he gave me this kind of like smile, this look. He was very happy. So something big might happen over there. Now, so, when I saw this this afternoon, yep. I was like, this is hilarious because Alex Cora is just like giving his friend Aaron Boone a headache and saying, ooh, the Yankees might be up to something so that the New York media responds and said, ooh, oh, like, what are you doing, Yankees? Alex Cora said you're doing something. And there was a New York Post article yeah, that was the- like, Alex Cora hints at Yankees move, which is just <laughs> hilarious, right? But it was also like, okay, well, what does this mean? Is this a joke? Is he, refer- like, why, why did he say this? Whatever. I, I found it hilarious, but whatever. Now it's now got a different tint. It's, now it's an even more interesting thing because was he telling us about like there's no matter how whether he knew like imagine if he had no idea when he said that four hours ago that they were about to trade Alex Verdugo to the Yankees I doubt that's the case that's called serendipity <laughs> there's no way too coincidental for that to be the case <laughs> I cannot wait to ask Alex Cora like that was this Verdugo oh deal, my right? god it has to be but anyway okay so oh my gosh so not only do we finally have news which is exciting this is a, a fascinating fascinating move we know that the Yankees are in pursuit of Juan Soto Sounds like that is going to continue. But they were like, listen, we, we, need to, we need to add good baseball players. How good of a baseball – this is an obvious place to start. How good of a baseball player is Alex Verdugo? I'm, he, not, I'm not really sure. He's average. He's been really average. 100 OPS plus this year. And average is valuable. True. Especially by Yankees offensive standards this past year. Especially by Yankees outfield standards. And especially by let's get some left-handed hitters in this Yankees lineup standards. And that is why I have to imagine they identified Alex Verdugo, who is only under contract for one more season, as an ideal short-term fit. Once you get rid of the fascinatingly bizarre cultural context fit of the Red Sox trading a starter to the Yankees. Correct. That's not something we see often. The Yankees had the... (laughs) <laughs> worst wins above average in the outfield of any the team. Yankees. The Yankees, and they had Aaron Judge. That includes <laughs> 200 and I think 60 or so plate appearances from Judge when he was in the outfield. Yep. The Yankees were the worst. <laughs> they were the worst, right? Uh, and so Verdugo gives them an adult with a glove to play the outfield. Now, is he an adult? Because one of the things about Alex Verdugo, and I hate this is a conversation that I hate to do, right? There have been a lot of doubts regarding Alex Verdugo's focus and effort over his career. Sure. He was benched multiple times by his former manager, this Alex past Cora, season. this season. Right. And so, like, when that happens, that raises questions. I don't like to do that, but, you know, no, but it, it is has relevant. Happened. It is relevant. <laughs> Alex Cora is like, yeah, 
I, I was like, I had the big smile uh, on my face because I don't have to yell at Alex Verdugo for being late anymore. Right. <laughs> this is your problem, uh, Aaron Boone. Now, again, so, th- but if you just focus on the, on the fit, the player, the profile, it's one year, he's not making that much money, he should fit, again, lefty should fit really well in that ballpark. Like he, and Alex Verdugo, at the very least, for the last four seasons, has never been a bad hitter. No. He's been an average hitter. Yep. Which is something like we need some consistency. We need some reliability. We don't need some these just big gambles and hope that things are like that. We need some consistency. And Alex Verdugo, I think, can supply that. The worst version of Alex Verdugo is average. And the best version in that ballpark is pretty good. Might be better. Um, who, are and, the, who are the pitchers the Yankees gave away? Because, so, and, and here's why I think this is relevant. If the Yankees are still in on Soto, they're going to need a mountain of pitching prospects to trade for Juan Soto. Sure. Did they give any important enough ones away in the deal to get Verdugo, Jordan? Uh, I don't think so because I think that while Greg Weissert's been in the big leagues and, and has, you know, he's got a, a nasty slider and he had some time in the big leagues and, and could, could help. Richard Fitz is an interesting prospect. He's someone who at times in his career at Auburn thought could be a first-round pick and then it all kind of got derailed before his draft year. Very talented guy. He's got to clean some stuff up with the Yankees. But the Padres need people that can help them. that can start Major League Baseball games in 2024. Yeah. That's why we're talking about Michael King, Clark Schmidt. So, I mean, I guess. And the third guy, Nicholas Judas, is a guy they just drafted this year. So it's not like he's close to the big leagues. I, so I don't think it's really part. I, I don't think this is t- hampering that depth. I think we should just get this out of the way really quickly. Yes, his name is Dick Fitz. It is, yes, Dick Fitz. His name's yep. Dick Fitz. Yep. I, don't, I think he does go by Richard because, because, of, that? Of, because of that. As someone whose father is... Named Richard? Yes. <laughs> you, I get it. You can, you can understand that, that, that uh, decision. Um, but, yeah, so, like, whatever. And Weiser helps the bullpen, and, and Fitz is a good, you know, that is a good pitching prospect to have. And, again, it's like, for, if you're Craig Breslow, you're like, it, to, to have that aggressive and say, we would rather uh, have an outfield spot go to a free agent or a different trade or something else, and we don't really want Verdugo here anymore. And to add this pitch, like, it's, it's a nifty move. It's interesting. If, but it also is, again, the Red Sox need to get better this year, too, and they just traded away a starter. <laughs> Last point, it sets up a very interesting potential outcome, which is Verdugo crushing the Red Sox. Yes, at least for one year. At least for the year that he's there. (laughs) That's an awesome potential outcome. Now, Red Sox and Yankees trades are very rare. I think it's only a handful in the last, like, half century. Business is business. All the teams are just laundry, whatever. The, The Yankees having him now, does set us up for some awesome narrative. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. So we will see, uh, we will see what, what the next move is uh, for the New York Yankees. But, hey, a transaction, one that, that certainly is going to I, – I am very excited to see the, uh, the Yankee fan reaction to that. I, I could imagine that could give us some good fodder uh, for Wednesday uh, morning's podcast. We had a discussion on the pod at one point about the Yankees' facial hair policy. Yeah. And how the Yankees' facial hair policy is funny. But what would happen if a player got a face tattoo? <laughs> how would the Yankees handle that? They yeah. just traded for the player most likely to get a face tattoo? Well, and also we've just never... just This is a situation where we might uncover uh, a handsomer man. <laughs> like, Alex Verdugo's facial hair has been um, it's not the most patchy at times, but, but like, this could be an improvement. We've not seen him when he was with the Dodgers, when he was with the Red Sox. I don't know. I don't know what the clean-shaven uh, Alex Verdugo looks for. We're about to find out. This is a man who, I think, let's just say this, probably won't be allowed to wear his grills in the team <laughs> photo this year. Oh, my goodness. 
Uh, Jake, before we end this episode of Baseball Barbercast, we do have uh, some other minor, minor news. Major news. Major news. What am I talking about? Major news. Major league news. What if I told you, you said, oh, you know, it would be not surprising at all, the Dodgers meeting with Shohei Otani. What if I told you that the White Sox would outbid the Mets for an MVP this this winter? What if I told you that? I would say, is it Josh Donaldson? That's a great answer. But no. Eric Fetty, KBO MVP 2023, the best pitcher in Korea, former Nationals pitcher. We talked about him on uh, the most recent episode. So I'm wondering, oh, White Sox down to White Sox and Mets. A very strange collection of teams here because Mets, okay, maybe they're not fully rebuilding. Maybe they're not fully going for it. But they still have a lot of good baseball players on their team. White Sox, not the case. Not the case. No. Bad baseball team. Going to be really bad. Rebuilding. Tried basically trying to get rid of as many people as possible uh, and bring in as many new people as possible. So I understand why the White Sox are interested in Eric Fetty. I understand why the Mets are interested in Eric Fetty, but it was a funny duo. Ultimately, the reporting is that Eric Fetty has landed a two-year, $15 million contract, which coming back from the KBO is not an insignificant thing. That is a really, really nice deal. Um, Are the White Sox the best place to be? Maybe not. But he got a guarantee to get back to the big leagues. We'd love to see it. What's up? Jake's raising his hand. Do you know who Eric Fetty's agent is? I do. I do. It is Scott Boris. And I don't think Scott Boris spoke today, which is interesting. Uh, Scott Boris, I heard he was maybe going to speak. Um, but I don't believe there was a lot else going on. So maybe he will speak um, tomorrow at some point. I don't know. Uh, but yes, he is, he is a Boris guy. Of course, he's pretty far down the list of this year's free agents of people that are thinking about. But am I surprised that Boris was able to secure a nice deal for even Eric Fetty? No. Congratulations to Eric Fetty. Nice cat. I would love to have him on the show at some point. I would, too. Let's uh, talk about Scott Boris before we go. Okay. Scott Boris has been weirdly absent from these winter meetings, which I think has contributed to the drabness of the proceedings. We're very used to Scott Boris showing up and saying a bunch of goofy shit that gets his clients paid yeah and that's the thing like i i i actually i saw it as an opportunity if we assumed otani wasn't happening we assumed yamamoto wasn't happening the next four top three agents are are boris guys and so i thought there was maybe an opportunity for him to to turn it make it more about these guys and and to get them back in the spotlight this week thus far that has not been the case now his number one priority is not just getting attention it's, it's getting his clients the most money so if he's reading the market and, and deciding it's not worth it for me to make a whole scene if I'm not going to sign Blake Snell if I'm not going to get a contract with Blake Snell until February like he's not going to bother like he knows where he's at with these guys and so he's not going to put himself out there in a way that is not going to ultimately make him look good at some point right he knows what's up if 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 one of these guys was close to signing, he probably would be out there talking about how freaking awesome mm. they were, right? Mm. Um, and so maybe we'll hear something from him from tomorrow, but that's another, opp- that's another part of this. I know we spoke at the GM meetings, but I agree. It is, it is interesting that he's not dominating the proceedings uh, to quite the same degree, and maybe, maybe that'll change. So that, that, I agree that has been interesting. Kirby Gates signs, Chris Stavinsky signs, maybe, you know, great, we have some r- relievers, but other than that, it is still awfully nothing. Congrats here. to both of those guys, actually. Mm-hmm. Both had tons of injuries. Yeah. And for them to be at a point in their career where they're still getting guaranteed one-year major league deals, that's an accomplishment. I totally agree. Uh, But I think we'll cut it off here uh, and get this to your ear holes as soon as possible. So thank you, Producer Chris. As always, this has been the Tuesday evening edition of Baseball Barbercast here at the Winter Meetings in Nashville, Tennessee. We'll be back with one more Winter Meetings podcast 
on Wednesday morning. Uh, maybe we'll do a little Rule 5 preview. Maybe we'll see. Hopefully we get some actual real news overnight. We'll see. Um, and then we'll have Prospect Barbacast with Mike Farron coming out uh, Wednesday. And then, of course, we'll be back later this week on Friday when we are back from Nashville, Tennessee. But until then, thank you all for listening. You can email us at baseballbarbacast at gmail.com. That's B-A-R-B-Cast. Got a bunch of those great emails. Maybe we'll get to them on tomorrow's show if more, if, sorry, if there continues to be no news. Uh, but until then, thank you all for listening. And we'll talk to you all very, very soon. Sirius XM Podcasts.